Warning. The following broadcast is not approved by your teacher, university, politician, or government. Side effects may include skepticism, better reasoning skills, liberty, peace, and an escape from the woke. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Been Awake. I am your host, L.B. Muñiz, and I am here. Well, we're here to engage in the mission of better sense making. If you don't know what that is yet, if you're new to the program, stick around. I think you'll enjoy the type of content we produce here. And of course, right off the bat, if you're new, make sure you hit subscribe on whatever platform you're watching this on. Go to beenawake.com, subscribe with your email. That way you get everything first. So uh, if you're listening to this, it means you're probably already subscribed to the podcast feed because now I'm putting out videos on YouTube, Rumble, and Twitter a week after I release something. And check out and stay tuned for new episodes every Sunday. Maybe late Sunday, but there's going to be a new episode every Sunday. We don't really have, I didn't really write, I have I have an article I'm finishing about the 2024, 2024 presidential primary um, and kind of how I think you, you know, the average person and even even those of us who pay very close attention to the realm of politics, how we should be approaching the 2024 debate. Of course, there's, there's layers within that story, but that's not what we're going to do in this episode. Uh, part of the new show format is I'm going to try to keep it keep things a little on the shorter side a lot easier for editing and i think it also um i don't know everybody does our podcasts and i enjoy doing our podcasts at time but you know you're busy and so i want to make sure i condense the content into the best format that i can for you so here we go in today's episode i did get some feedback and so in today's episode what we are going to be doing is having a little fun at, at other people's expense. Uh, and of course, we're going to be going through the types of, uh, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to let it touch on philosophy. We're going to let it touch on the different topics that we discussed here on the show. Uh, but as I was reminded, you know, the at the beginning, the, the intro series says, or at, at the end, you know, I am not one with the woke. Uh, you know, we're here to, uh, this, this show is an escape from the woke. And one way in which we can escape this woke paradigm and what's funny is what's kind of funny is since i've it's fascinating the way you know language changes these days what's funny is that now it almost like you know we're almost three years into beenawake.com two three years um and the term woke is almost it's not that it's fallen out of favor per se but it almost, but it's it's gained such a popularity that as as I've as I've demonstrated multiple times on the show, um, as you know, as it's gained popularity, the term becomes watered down, watered down, watered down. However, in general, we know what we mean when we're talking about woke. We're talking about it is the amalgam of modern leftism, uh, specifically in that it relates to. Uh, intersectionality and queer theory and Marxism and all these other left-wing ideologies that have been the scourge of civilization since, well, I guess it depends on where you want to start the clock on something like that. But that's not what we're going to do in today's that We are going to get a little bit into the more philosophical elements, but I did think it would be kind of fun just to, you know, it's what's funny is fun is not even all right, I'm gonna. I got two things that I want to talk about before we get into things as it relates to this. Um, 
while it while it a lot of the ridiculousness that we're gonna watch right is funny i unfortunately as as a as a creator it's funny is not my lane um clever you know ironic sarcastic dry humor i do a little bit of that in the course of the show for enter as as you know because it's part of my personality and it's entertaining but one thing that I do differently that other people don't do is I really try to understand another side, another perspective, and um, which which I think gives me the ability to take things apart in a way that other people can't or don't. And I will say, despite the annoyance, despite the fact that um, it's not, they're not, you know, I, I, I'm completely opposed to the political aspects of it. I'm completely opposed to the cultural aspects of it. Uh, it's not to say that I'm not without sympathy, um, for people. And I think one thing that we'll kind of see as we go through the videos and as I was kind of curating some to, to do for this episode is, you know, it, it, there's, there's a range in all of these things and there's a tendency, um, there's a tendency within these things to, when, when I say these things, I mean social media and the way like the way like the kind of content that rises to the top. Right. And the stuff that's very shareable and clickbait. I mean, really, for this episode, I went through my bookmarks on Twitter and then also went onto the libs of TikTok page. Right. Because they're a curator who kind of puts out the most outlandish and crazy things that people say. And what's fascinating about our world is some people turn on a camera and they do great shows like this one and great shows like the like the type of like the types of uh, podcasts that I appear on, and then some people, some people turn on their camera and they say the most horrible mixed up things into that camera for the rest of us to see, and it's this very weird thing about the world that we live in where, in general, I try I, I you know as a kind of a joke but. In, in true there's a there's a truth to it i say like i try to use my powers for good um i thoroughly enjoy people who are very good at humor and mocking things and i don't think that that's for evil per se um i don't think that's for evil but what i mean to say is i um it's tough for me sometimes to make fun of people so but we are gonna we are gonna analyze these videos and frankly if frankly people are putting this stuff out there in public. So that's enough. That's enough consternation before we get into the videos as well. The other point that I wanted to talk, and this is, this is, see, this is the philosophical part of me as I can't really help this stuff is there is a line that we need to draw here, right? We need to draw lines around things in order to understand them. Otherwise things are just empty space. It's one of the different big differences between what, what is broadly referred to as leftism and what is not. So one of the lines that we need to draw, and this is kind of, and I like to put these things into little, I guess you could call them, I like to put these things into, in terms of poles. Like I, I take two words that are similar, and so what are the differences between those words? What are the similarities between those words? Where does that tension lie? Some people might call it like a dialectic, but to the point is, I'm trying to glean something here, and that word is degeneracy. Uh, it's a word that's often thrown about, especially, especially these days, especially in pride month. Um, and also it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a word that, um, that carries a lot of weight, but again, is also so commonly used to where it can be, it can mean anything. Um, obviously, you know, degeneration per se is probably defined somewhere, something to the extent of like decay, you know, involving decay and and devolution and basically the breaking down of something. Okay. So 
that's that's like a bait that's that's a definition we can kind of work with in a cultural sense it generally refers to the degeneration of a broader culture of a broader society uh in terms of morals ethics mores taboos and so on and so forth and we certainly see a lot of that don't we uh, when it comes to what we might what we might encapsulate and call degenerate behavior, but the other word is debaucherous, uh, because I'm not a saint, right? Like I like to go out and have a good time, and you know, if if we're talking about some sects of Christianity that like reject alcohol, I am I am a very bad person because I thoroughly enjoy the substance at times, and I and and I'm not, and I'm also not. Um, I'm also not afraid to indulge at times and have a little bit of fun and, you know, go out there and just have a good time with the boys. And I think that's, I think that's incredible. I think that's, uh, I think that's incredibly accurate, uh, way of looking at things. I don't necessarily view having a good time as being degenerate. It's debaucherous though, right? That's what debauchery is. The difference, and that's going to be our entry point into this episode, the difference of debaucherous and degenerate behavior is debauchery understands that it's not for everybody at every point in time and at all ages at all ages being very key and operative into a lot of the a lot of the content we're going to be looking at today a debauch like engaging in debauchery and you know having fun going out drinking, you know, getting too drunk, going to nightclubs, doing all that kind of fun stuff, going to bars, just having a good time. At different points in history, that would, you know, that was considered, and, you know, we can look to the progressive movement. It's always funny how you can do that. Uh, certainly, right, like prohibition had to do with the idea that alcohol was degenerate on, was a degenerative force on society. And so, you know, obviously attitudes have changed since then. So the line between degeneracy and debauchery is that debauchery understands that it's it's not supposed to be the it's not supposed to be the apotheosis of society. Right? You go out, you get drunk on Saturday, you go to church on Sunday. That duality of man, if you will, is the line between degeneracy degeneracy and debauchery. Right. Or you go out and have a good time. Let's say you're a secular person. You don't go to church. So, you know, you go out and then you go volunteering or you donate to charity or you do that. We're both of these things. One debauchery in the case of our example here recognizes that there are higher callings and higher values and higher virtues, hard work. Um, what will be, you know, hard work, charity, as we said before, other, all these sorts of things that are beneficial to society at large. And those are in, in a certain very real sense, more important than just having fun. Degeneracy is for the purposes of our conversation, the indulgence in maximal debauchery. It is, it is looking at those things and saying, well, I only want to have fun. I don't want any responsibility. I don't want to owe anybody else anything. And I don't, and moreover, I don't owe anybody else everything, but other people owe me. It is entirely self-indulgent. It is entirely um, turned inward with no regards as to secondary and second and third effect consequences. So that's kind of, that's, that's the groundwork I wanted to lay before we kind of go through some of these videos here. Um, 
And I thought we would start. I I will be honest. I don't love this guy's podcast, but it's. But hey, I will shout out and always respect Hustle and respect the fact that you know he's come up with a format that a lot of people are interested in. I never watched one of his episodes in full, but I've definitely seen the clips, and that's going to be one of the first things that we watch in this episode. Um, so this is it's it's called the uh, it's called the whatever podcast. And but he, what he basically does is he gets a bunch of, you know, like not always, but a lot of times a bunch of like very attractive young women, club girls, you know, maybe I, again, I've only ever seen the clips, so I only ever see the dumb things that are said. So, you know, these aren't necessarily podcasters per se or academics or experts in any field. They're just normal people, no, normal women, we might say a certain and a certain type of woman as well. And basically he gets that guy, he he gets a bunch of these women on the show with like one other dude who tends to be a little more on the traditional side and then, you know, chaos, as they say, ensues. So this is one that was popular a little bit ago. I thought it would be a little, I thought it would be fun. Um, the overarching theme here is again, is, is the way in which, uh, well, you know, we're just going to poke fun at people's expense. Chase, would you rather smash the hottest trans woman in the world or the oldest woman in the world? Honestly, bro, the oldest woman in the world, because then I wouldn't be gay. What? <laughs> you really just want me to just rip you a fucking new one. I swear to God. Are you like... Chase, yeah. how dare you be transphobic? Yes, actually, what the fuck do you mean? Yes, that was Because so if I had sex with a trans woman, I'd be having sex with a biological man, and I don't... I mean... So far, we're we're pretty much accurate on here, and this this is the the interesting tension of the show. And we got we got a video about dating up here in a little bit, so it sets that up nicely. I want to do that. The question is, that's not what you said, gay. though. That's fine. Because I'd be say. gay if I had sex that's with a biological gay. man. That's not gay. That's and gay. I don't even care if you're doing this for like whatever, but like shut the fuck up. Actually, I'm, I'm doing you look it for like what? you have a little bit of a Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you make me shut the fuck up? Because I have an opinion that differs from yours. I mean that's really she's hateful. She's not. Bro. She's not. It would technically be homosexual. So this is what this is a what trans woman constitutes. Is a man, sue me. It's this is what constitutes dude, edgy content for. It's not fucked up. It's real. That's it's two true. of the women have okay, now walked out. If you guys want to respect factual. gender identities, that's his though. That's his sexuality. I'm not allowed to say that. I'm not allowed to say that. Yeah, you know, you know what God said? It said he made the man and women. He made the man and woman. I just told you I'm not gay. I'll pass on that. Thanks, though. So clearly, so clearly, you know, the show is, is designed to court controversy and viral mo- and, you know, viral moments like this. What's hilarious, and if you're not, if you're listening to this and you don't, and you haven't seen the video, I encourage you to go check out the video version of this on Substack, Rumble, or YouTube, maybe Twitter, depending on what when you're listening to this. Um, is the and we're gonna see this throughout as well. Is this is a this is a spiritual thing for people now. That is the time that we live in, and that is what we need to understand when we're dealing with the woke. This is not. These are not rational actors taking. Uh, these are not rational actors or people, or rather it's not that they're not rational actors. Cause that's, that's being too, that's being too simplistic. That's the kind of analysis you get elsewhere. 
it's not that people are being irrational. It's that the moral, it's that the basic morals, again, that line between degeneracy and debauchery that we talked about before, is that the moral center has split. There is, there is no, there is at least two major, entirely different moral foundations. One is based upon inversion. That's what intersectionality is. And the other is traditional to make it as simple as possible, Christian norms. And you might be listening to this and you might not consider yourself a Christian or even a believer, but that doesn't mean, and that, and that because, but, but if you, but if you are, and you're listening to the show, chances are you are somebody who understands that there are, there is good and evil in the world, or there is good behavior and there is bad behavior. Right. And, and because I think without, without that, there is no, um, with without something like that there is nothing we can do to understand the world right it's it's a very intuitive thing and that's what that's what you know i think the most i think some of the more honest atheists what they do very well is they say well you know we can just take the teachings of religion and we can teach them in a way that that isn't religious in nature and i would you know we this isn't the episode to to adjudicate that response but it is it is the inversion it is the inversion morality of queerness and wokeness against a broadly christian perspective that there are that there are things in this world that are true that there is an order to things and that um and that there is a nature to things there is reality reality is and reality isn't something we get to play with like on like the settings on a video game it's something very real and to live out of to live out of tune to live to not live in tune with reality is to be a degenerative force but science isn't enough right and this is one of the inter- and that's why and 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 not to say that there aren't people for whom science is enough we might say that can still lead a generally ethical and moral life but what we've what we see with this what we see with this new spiritual moral foundation in the woke is how they can layer it on top of things like science, like let's say, I don't know, molecular biology, which is going to be the next video that we watch here. Um, this next video, again, this one's courtesy of libs of TikTok, is, uh, well, again, you know, this is definitely an episode. If you're listening, that you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna watch the video version because it's a, it's it's you really got to take all of this stuff in the, vid, the, the 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 not only the way people sound but also the way that they look because frankly, if you think about it, they all kind of look the same. For those of you who don't know me, I am a medical school professor specializing in molecular biology. I also have an extensive background in uh, gender studies and queer studies. Really, we couldn't tell. They always look like this. They always have the, it's, it's, it's idea of sex as an immutable characteristic is a turf talking point. It's been around for decades. And it- okay. So the idea of, of immutable sex, the idea that there are only, that, that, that there are men and women is a turf talking point. That's been going around for decades. If you're lucky enough to not know what turf means and you want to stay that way, you're going to have to skip forward about 10 seconds. But if you want, but what TERF means is trans-exclusionary radical feminist. So these are feminists, 
Um, a lot of times, very much second and third wave, the very man-hating, rejecting traditional masculinity, rejecting the idea that there is anything good to be found within the idea of patriarchy and really men in general. Um, and basically what they say is that trans people are men trying to invade women's spaces. The term TERF, and I pay close enough attention to know these things, has only come into play about four or five years, within the past five years, maybe six it was not around decades ago. Whatever, people people talk with rhetorical flourish all the time, especially people who, let's just say, aren't the brightest bulbs in the shed. And just because you have a specialty in something like molecular biology, as we're going to see as we analyze, as we, as we break down this video, is, uh, well, you know, not enough. It's been weaponized against trans women in particular in the fashion of, oh, but you will always be male and therefore invading female spaces. Sex as it pertains to humans is a... So sex as it pertains to humans is a construct. That's what this individual is saying. And um, they're going to explain why. And then I am going to very easily explain why they're being dumb. Construct. It is a set of spectrum variables with bimodal distribution that we draw an arbitrary set of boundaries around into two broad categories. I'm sure you've heard this a lot. I think we all have. Um, that we've 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 all heard this a lot you know this is it's an arbitrary category so let's go through this again it is a set of spectrum variables with bimodal distribution that we draw an arbitrary set of boundaries around into two broad categories and what are those broad categories supposed to be men obviously men and women now why might we assume that these things are brought into categories of men and women. We might, I don't know, look with our eyes and see the and see what we what biologists call dimorphism of the species, which is to say that men and men and women human men and women, males and females look significantly different from each other. There's variability, that's what bimodal distribution means by the way, that it that it is also funny Bimodal distribution was something that Jordan Peterson talked about a while ago. And so we see now it's even incorporated into the lexicon and the defense for queerness because it's not about, because again, it's not about logical cohesion. What it's about is maintaining the inverted moral center so that we draw arbitrary set of boundaries around into two broad categories. Well, where do those boundaries come from? You know, sure. We can, if we want to pretend to be 18 year old college students, again, we can pretend that everything is arbitrary, but for those of us who actually pay attention, for those of us who actually succeed in this world, for those of us who actually spend our time doing things of merit, as I'm sure most of you are uh, listening to this show, because otherwise, why would you enjoy this kind of great content? It, you understand that, no, things, some things are just the way of, some things are just the way they are, right? It is the fact that, you know, you got a six foot five guy and a five foot two girl. The six foot five guy is probably just going to be able to lift more weight more often. Not in every case. That six foot five guy might be obese, but and and the five foot two girl might be jacked. However, on average, that that holds true in t in terms of things. And of course, you know, if we take an evolutionary perspective on things, forget the revealed forget the revealed knowledge of religion for a sec. Let's take the modern let's take the modern uh, one of the more modern interpretations for why we're here. If you look at for evolutionary evolutionarily, that makes sense too. Again, it makes sense that we would look with our eyes, hear with our ears, uh, see, uh, taste, 
I guess taste might be a weird one, but it's but it's somewhat accurate. Um, we would use our senses to notice the differences between men and women. One of the most fundamental differences in human existence, and those fu- and that fundamental difference is then interpreted symbolically, masculine and feminine, and the entire the entire thread on which any of this stuff holds any merit is that masculinity and femininity are ideas. And one thing we do here is explore ideas and we talk about how it's difficult to draw label, to draw a category, to draw lines between them. It's not, it's not always so easy, right? Symbolically speaking, one of the more, one of the more popular ones would be yin and yang. The idea that you have a little bit of something and everything else in uh, of the other in the first thing. So we, so these are these are fundamental to the human experience, to the way we perceive the world. All of our modern contrivances, modern cultural attitudes, norms, language, terminology, rhetoric, education, what we consider to be our civics, all that is just software on top of this deep-rooted thing that we have within us as humans. But this molecular biologist is telling us that, um, what, what were the words again here? It is a set of spectrum variables with bimodal distribution. And from a certain theoretical standpoint, you could argue, and I'm sure this individual would, that, you know, well, everything is just made up of atoms at the end of the day. And if we combine those atoms into certain things, into different things, then we could change the very fabric of the very fabric of the universe. Theoretically, sure, let's say that's possible. But we ain't there yet, and we're nowhere closer. And and I don't think personally, I don't think we'll ever really get to that point the way some of these more modern, but by like by molecular biology people would uh would say characteristics. Almost all of those characteristics can be changed through hormones or through surgery. This is literally an argument that gets trans women killed, and is the thing that. So according to this you- individual, and we'll move on to and we'll move on to the next video after this. Uh, according to this individual. <laughs> According to this individual, you can get you can change everything through hormones and through uh, and through surgery. But that's a dude. You you can just tell they have certainly tried to effeminize their voice through taking hormones. Um, Certainly they have their their, you know, overweight. So they have more of a gender neutral vibe, let's say, Um, which is very common. It's it's. So, but but it's it it seems to me to be a guy now. Okay, maybe if it's a girl, then yeesh. Well, you know, yeesh at that point. Uh, but again, there's it's one thing to it, what they they just believe that they, really what this is is that they just believe that you're just this shell of a thing and you can be made into you're just a you're just a lump of clay. You're not anything special. Um, so the only way to make yourself by being born is who you are. So the only way to make yourself special is to by becomes to become something else. This next person is also, uh, some kind of academic, maybe like maybe, or at least certainly tries to pass himself off as that. Um, we're going to, you're, you're going to notice here. We're going to, I wanted to move from some more academic defenses to, uh, just some crazy shit that was going on. So let's, uh, Let's let's listen to this next one because this one in particular is lovely just by recognition that most of these people, what they really are, they're not queer, they're not gay, they're communists. And that's really who we have problem a problem with on this show, are woke communists. 
you know, one of the reasons why cis people think they're real or natural or the default is because they've fallen into the trap of the myth of white supremacy. So not because cis people are the ones that, can, that have children. Cis, by the way, is a Greek root that means normal. So if you ever really want to uh, mess with somebody, you could just say, yeah, 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 I know. And when they say, oh, well, you're just, you're cis. You don't understand. It's like, no, I understand. I'm normal. And then when they say, what you say, that's bigot. And I'm like, you just called me cis. That's what that means. Because that's what that is. It is, it comes, it's like a Greek root for normal or regular. So it's, it's not the fact, by the way, so from what this person's arguing is, is it's not the fact that, you know, normal people are the ones who have children and had therefore propagated the species throughout, throughout eternity right we might say or at least human history and really the history of all living things as far as we know it it's not the fact that by uh, that dimorphic sexes with 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 individualized gametes is one of the most successful uh breeding patterns out there it's not that it's white supremacy yep they're connected so if you think things like trans women aren't women or if you call people trans but then refuse to call yourself cis if you're cis that means that you have been influenced by one of the original influencers. This is actually a neat little rhetorical trick that they're doing here by one of the original influencers. So what they're doing is they're trying to minimize um, like, like passed on knowledge. The siblings, the twin siblings of colonialism and the myth of white supremacy. And those twin influencer siblings get paid by Nobody capitalism in the myth of white influence. supremacy more than They have than literally the woke, influenced you to believe that there is a version of a man and a woman that is more human than all the other versions. Sound familiar? It's not that they're more human. It's that it's what most humans are. It's called a norm. Yep. White dominant culture, colonialism, capitalism, they've been working real hard on us. Remember, just like with any influencer trend that is toxic, we don't have to believe it and we don't have to follow it. And in fact, we can even point out the ludicrousness and make it completely obsolete. Good luck is what I'd say if you're going to try to make normalcy obsolete. But they are trying, as we're going to see here. It's reaching. It's really what's fascinating is in my lifetime how it's reached the highest levels of American government. Really, in such a short time, it, it's it's well, it is that old adage about bankruptcy that it happens slowly and then all at once, right? Because the the building blocks have been there for a certain amount of time, but it's really only been over the last couple of the last decade, we might say, that we've seen the acceleration of it. This person as well is, again, you know, this is why the visual aspect of the show is helpful because, once again, very boyish look, but it's a woman. Regardless, you know, it's just, that's just what it is. Next up, next I wanted to take a look at our good friend, Sam Britton. If you don't remember who Sam Britton is, well, he was uh, this individual that you're seeing on the screen. And this person was proudly promoted in the Biden administration as a uh, queer, non-binary, I don't know, some dude that like is into hanging out, is into wearing a dress and then hanging out with dudes wearing dog masks, which is a sexual fetish if you didn't know. And this, of course, you know, very powerful figure, this bald dude that would like to wear women's clothing. It's funny. It's worth me. It's worth me taking a quick diatribe here and say, like, I've, I'm somebody myself who has at different points in time, like, you know, I wouldn't say, I've never cross-dressed. I've never had any interest in that. But I liked to I liked to push. These days you tend to see me in black, right? Just something I decided to do a few years ago. But before that, I used to wear a lot of color, very flashy, 
Um, very preppy, but then also I would try and like push things a little bit. I used to have long hair. And so depending on, you know, your depending on your upbringing, wearing pink, you know, things like that. I, you know, I did musical theater growing up. I was in the performing arts. I was a singer. And depending on who you are and where you come from, a lot of these behaviors uh, would be considered pushing quote unquote gender norms. Of course, it's a question of, I like to dance, you know, not every guy likes to dance, but I do, but that's a cultural thing for me. It's just, it's from my family. We dance, you know, it, it was something that I learned and it was something I enjoyed doing. But again, you know, boys play, you know, that what's, what's, what's the stereotype boys, boys play football, girls play ballet, goes, girls do ballet, but there's wearing pink and making pink part of pink like your color. And, and and then there's Sam Britton. Okay? So, like, there, it's one thing. <laughs> of course, oh, and then there's this great picture with uh, Rachel Levine, who, of course, is uh, gets to wear a military uniform because for some reason we do that with the CDC or whatever freaking whatever branch she's in. He's in. Because, again, obviously a dude. But, you know, Sam Britton was supposed to be this awesome non-binary person who was, uh, who, was, who was moving up the ranks of the government until they got arrested for stealing women's clothes. Because, of course, somebody who purposefully transgresses societal norms about the clothing that men or women wear is somebody who is going to push other boundaries of society. That's the line of degeneracy and debauchery. Do you see? And that's the, that's the problem with the inversion morality, which says everything that was once bad must be made good. And of course, that's what we have today. This next one, and again, I, I, I want to, because again, this person seems young and there is just a part of me that, that I feel for these people. I see their confusion. I can remember being... I can remember going through puberty and being a teenager and, uh, you know, again, I, and frankly, I'll be honest for a sec. I was bullied a little bit, a lot actually growing up. And I was also bullied for, I was bullied and people would call me gay a lot. It, it was never true. Uh, so I, I can understand why people would do it. So again, it, it gives me a little pause to try and take these things out. But again, we have this nondescript, you know, attempt at a, gender neutral look which again just tends to make boys uh, girls look like young boys and guys look like ugly women but you know which is a problem for ugly women if you think about it uh but this is about the whole pronoun thing now we've talked about pronouns in depth but i thought but it's but what's crazy about this tiktok is it says my pronouns throughout this year and i can't help but look at something like this as i'm not that old but i am 30 as a, as as a clear cry for attention on the part of the teenager and it makes me sad because i think a lot of i don't think i think in a lot of these situations these people are probably you know they they get into these sorts of online cultures and stuff because they're lonely and because of the problems of today and you know and various other cultural issues we can get through but still it's a little ridiculous ridiculous that um it's a little ridiculous that in january they want to be called all right, let's see. In January, they want to be called she, they. This actually is a horrible video to watch, so we're just going to, I'm just going to scroll through here to the end. Uh, in January, they wanted to be called she, they. So again, we can see from the picture, it, it kind of looks like a boy, but we know it's a girl just by looking at the facial features because 
that's how reality works. Uh, then it's she, they again in February, but in March they switched to they, she same thing for April. But then in May they wanted to add they, she, he June, they, she, they, he, she July, they, he, she Z that's X E August. They, he, she Z they, he Z they, he, they, he December is left empty. Why are we trusting somebody like this? With anything. Again, this person's probably on the younger side. Maybe let's let's hope for the sake. Let's hope that you know. Let's hope they're on the younger side, and let's hope that they can make it through something like this. But god damn, sorry, Lord. It is ridiculous that we should think people like this should be at the forefront of who should make decisions about what is appropriate to teach children. Our next video. Uh, might just do a couple more of these and then we're gonna and then uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna wrap up after this um so i'm gonna save this one there was this one there's this one of a girl saying how she wants to she wants a concert basically she's saying she wants a traditional man but she you know there's no liberal traditional men um there's there's a darker side to all of these sorts of things right uh you know i've got a video in here of somebody saying puberty blockers doesn't do anything uh but of course, if you weren't paying attention, you you might have missed that the Pride event have a Pride event happened at the White House. Yeah. Welcome to the White House. Thank you. <laughs> Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Year. Happy Pride Life. Yeah. Transgender children. You are beautiful. You are heard. You belong. You are understood. You are loved. And you belong. Some of the bravest and most inspiring people I've ever known. And I mean, you're welcome. Good folks. Can we take a little video? Hi, Mr. President. It is an honor of trans rights or human rights. This was put out by some trans individual, and I will say, they do a good job of looking like a woman. Uh, you know, dancing there with the trans flag, and then, of course, if you didn't see, I don't know if it's in this video or not, um... But if you didn't see, they also then posted like a picture of them topless uh, on the Rose Garden, which again, like not saying some crazy stuff hasn't happened in the halls of the White House, but there's a time and a place and it's not publicly out on social media for everybody to see. Of course, this is all culminated in a tweet sent out by President Biden that said, today, the people's house, your house, sends a clear message to the country and to the world. America is a nation of pride. And of course, we see the illustrious pride flag that's been do that's dominated everywhere this month hung from the rose garden now i i'll be honest i saw that i cringed i rolled my eyes i thought it was gross i mean there's just symbols matter to a society and the symbols of especially government institutions especially in an age of ours that is so secular so this this sense of this is a clear meaning this is a clear shift in in politics and in what and what's going to happen next in politics as well but the picture just showed the tra just showed the uh the rainbow flag what i didn't realize was that it was flown in between american flags this really reminds me funny as it might sound is the anschluss scene in in the sound of music which is where the captain comes back and the nazis have taken over austria and so they uh 
the Nazi the 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 the, 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 the Nazis have taken over Austria, and they they're flying the flag of the Third Reich. It's very reminiscent of that scene for me. Look, whatever else, whatever else about whatever else there is about people, like at the center of a country should be that country's flag, especially in the U.S., which is built so much. So much of our so much of our ethos and mythos of the United States is centered around the flag. And so this was this was meant as a clear signal to the nation that things are changing. The reality is the reality is one way in which we can again, we can laugh at this stuff. Obviously, we're talking about it in the show. But really, what you ha- what you have to do is just become comfortable with the fact like how do you deal with this stuff? You have to become comfortable with the fact that there is this shifting moral narrative in this country and it's not a good thing. You have to become comfortable with the fact of drawing lines even when people tell you that those lines aren't supposed to be drawn or that they never should have been there to begin with. Without these things, we can't hope um we can't hope to succeed in any sort of uh any sort of battle against the woke because that's what we're that's what we're gearing up for and for better or worse in the 2024 presidential election you know a lot of people like to talk about like to throw words like uh unprecedented around i do think the 2024 race is unprecedented and part of it is because of this cultural shift and the reality is when you really take a close look at these things as i have you realize that it's a lot of sad and lonely people at the center of these sorts of at the center of of these sorts of movements and what's unfortunate is that these sad and lonely people have chosen an evil ideology to get behind so hope you enjoyed today's episode taking it to the woke a little bit kind of examining their behavior their arguments and all these sorts of things if you liked it do me a favor share it with somebody that you think might like it too don't just share this episode especially with anybody <laughs> this one's definitely a little bit more this one's definitely a little bit more uh, NS, uh, not safe for work, as it might be. Go share this show with a friend. I would thoroughly, I would, I would, I would be incredibly grateful if you would do something like that. And of course, if you're if you're not subscribed, subscribe at subscribe at thenawake.com, Subscribe to the Substack. That's where everything goes out first. And you can follow me on all social media at the LB Moniz. like what you heard today, go to inawake.com to subscribe for future updates. My name is LB Muniz, and I am not one with the woke.